Hello and welcome to episode 104 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVDs for Redbox. I'm your host Bob Fallon and with me is Casey Brady. This week we're going to take a look at the big, huge, gigantic talked about film by Richard Linklater, Boyhood. Uh, the movie that took, I think, 12 years to make or so? Yes. Um... For the film club segment, I'm going. I re, I recommended to Bob cachet, mm-hmm. um, and your recommendations hold a lot of cachet to me. So. <laughs> that's good. Uh, it Top is five. cachet, right? Yes, I believe or so. Or is it cash? Because like com- in computer language, uh, you call it cash. It's not actually cachet. This has that little. Uh, I believe it's cachet. Mark I'm, over the e. When I've heard it, it's been that. For this film, yes. But, okay. Um, Top five? Top five is Richard Linklater films. Yes. So hopefully the rest of this goes better than the way I just spoke. So. <laughs> long time. No. Uh, okay. It's not been that long. It's still the same night. But for you guys, it's either been a couple days or maybe a couple years, depending on when you listen to it. Exactly. So. Let's just get into it. Boyhood. The movie that the, Richard Linklater and... Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette and the boy is uh, L.R. Coltrane. Yes. Who has not been in much else. Um, not really much very, at all. Which is surprising. I He looks so familiar. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what he's been in. Nothing almost. Yeah, I looked at his, his filmography and it's like... A couple three, other things. Three other things that are not big at all. Yeah. And uh, this is a movie that is well known because it's was shot once a year over 12 year span to show a natural progression of a boy growing up going through his boyhood essentially just as the title references exactly and various things happen throughout his boyhood um um especially with his mom his mom there's a lot more that happens with mm-hmm. his mom in the sense of dr- drama um but then he himself uh goes through yes a large and amount this was a much hyped movie. Were your expectations high? Because I knew mine were. I was so excited to see this. Extremely high. I thought this was going to be one of those masterpieces that comes around once every 20 years or so. And I think it is. You're in contention with almost everyone else who believes that. Um, No, I think it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's in my top... That's what people are saying that. It's one of my top five movies of all time at this point. You need to convince me because I think you are all batshit crazy. I feel there is so much hysteria over the way that it was shot. And that's... No, it's not even that. It is, honestly, that's incredible. Um, It shows that this is how aging, uh, age progression type films should be done. Um, Makes it so realistic um it adds so much to the film it's awesome it's so inventive yeah it's innovative that's awesome but now watch the film see if it's not good don't think about the making of the film it's like when people talk about oh well, this is based off a of real life story to me that should not affect the film at all and how you view the film um that doesn't make it a good film or a bad film because it's based off a real event just the way the making of this film should not make it a good film or not. I don't think it does for me. Obviously, it has a lot to do with it because 
that's what made it so realistic. That's the main thing for me. This just feels like home in videos. That, in that sense, yes, the way the film is made, if it makes the film a good film, then yes, that matters. Yeah. Or making it a good film. But it is so real to me. I mean, it felt like I'm watching this kid grow up. I'm watching these parents grow up. I'm... It just felt like I was watching random home videos spliced together into a 12-year window of someone's life. I did not want it to end. I wanted it to go on forever. And I also wanted to see the, this version of my life, you know? <laughs> like, I'd like to see I, if Richard Linklater filmed me, what he would make out of it. I don't, like... I'm so surprised. I thought... You were going to see past it, and no, that's oh fine. God. That yes, that is it, this is how all films like this should be done, one hundred percent. But when you look at trying to uh, okay, saying that it seems so real, well, some of the writing was god awful. Um, like what? Well, uh, one for the dialogue, the 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 actual. <laughs> Dialogue, especially for uh, the mother, holy crap, was that bad? Uh, oh, yeah, especially when, so. especially in the younger parts. I can't believe she won a Golden Globe because not only was I think the, she's amazing. the the verbiage pretty bad, but then her delivery was even worse. I disagree, um, especially in the earlier years. That the kid, um, Ellen or uh, Ella Ella, <laughs> Ellen, um, I'm sorry, when he was a kid. When he was like five years old or whatever, incredible. He really good. was incredible. One of the best kid performances I've ever seen. But twelve years later, when he's much older, or whatever I still it think is, he's great because it's him. He, it shows you go through awkward stages, and it shows itself on film. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't so bad. It was once again the writing for him. Um, the, there's almost know. no way to deliver the lines. I should have. I didn't. I. I had so much respect going into this film, and I realized what I, I wanted to do was write notes. I knew I should have wrote notes, uh, and I didn't though because I didn't want to take any attention away from the film. Um, but I should have because I could easily back up my stuff. Easily, I'm sure I you could. could. I'm sure you could for yourself. Like if I could just show you some clips, you'd be like, "Well, oh man, maybe I missed that." Because there were some really bad parts, like really, like so awkward, so awkward the way um, some of the lines were delivered. Ethan Hawke was amazing in this. Ethan Hawke was, a, I mean, he's and I, I had so much respect for him uh, even after watching this film. How even come more. he's only good in Richard Linklater films, basically? Yeah, maybe that's. <laughs> it. But the thing is, his aging was so weird because if you look at him now. He looks. He has an the same. He looks the same, but because of that, Richard really tried to make him look. Just gave him a mustache. He did gain a little weight. <laughs> like almost like a comb over. He tried to make it look like a comb over or whatever. I, I bought it. No, you I bought did not. everything about this movie. You did not buy yes, his his agent. Yes, I did. Not in the. Uh, there's no way that was so stupid. I'll show you some transformations of some people's parents. And but you know that's not him. Like this, this is not. a character. Yeah, but it's a character that went way overboard in that sense. Hmm. Why? I, I mean, he already looks older. Just film him as because he already because he's aging too with the kid. 
in Maybe real not. life. So he's going to have saggier skin around his eyes or whatever. That's just natural progression. So let it be natural progression. <laughs> I mean, Patricia Arquette. I don't know what you're talking about. I think she's fantastic. Late in the second half of the film, absolutely. First half, I've no. loved. I've loved Patricia Arquette ever since True Romance. She can do no wrong for me. And I, I think she knocked oh, it out of the I park. I just wish I had. I really wish I'd written down some of the lines because no, she wasn't. She wasn't. That's just not. I just um, love. So, the, but even get past the acting performances and some of the sure, dialogue. Sure, that's not what did it for me. Um, and that's yeah, that's fine. Um, it didn't ruin the film for me either. But the rest of the film, once again, the camera work. You said that you you it's like liked a home it. video style. That's all. It wasn't. It, there was nothing to it. It was like your everyday film. It did it nothing perfectly. I felt like I wanted more out of it. There, it's not going to win Best Cinematography. Not even... But I, it's it, not what it's going it for. It didn't need to. It absolutely did not need to. But it was so plain. So extremely plain. I'm shocked you didn't love this movie. I'm shocked that everyone does. I mean, I really do think it's just because of them shooting over however I'm many telling years. You, man. I, don't I really have, do. I don't have emotional reactions to movies just because of the way they're shot. I can't believe you had an emotional reaction. I had There's a lot. No way. At random ass periods in this movie, I couldn't tell you why. I start tearing up. <laughs> That's crazy. There's no point in this film that anyone. Like multiple times, and not at like wow. the big moments. It's just random. It makes it made this is a movie that made me think. It made me think about my own childhood. It made me think about my own adulthood as being a parent. I loved how, yeah, this movie is boyhood. It shows this boy growing up, and I could put myself. Back into those shoes when I was this age, I can compare to that. Um, and also, you watch his sister grow up. You yeah. watch his mom and dad. I can put myself in their shoes, and I can put myself in. I have to watch my daughter grow but up. But it was now. the thing is, it was the same. No matter what stage in his boyhood it was, it was the exact same over and over and over I again. I don't think so. Man. It was the same. So okay, um, they go. They're they're living in some community. He makes some good friends. Um, his mom gets married. To some, immediately, they're gone. That, the way they, they move they, around, the, I love the, the husband becomes a jerk. They leave. You see the friend wave in the b background. The next one, she gets married uh, to some jerk. He makes some good friends. Then they move. Waves That's in the background. so much true to life. These are kids. When you're it's a kid, you have best friends, and just because your parents make a decision and you move, they're gone out of your life completely. You might never see them again. Yeah, but it was just, I mean, and she, her just marrying jerk after jerk after jerk. That's what um, I do, moms do. No. <laughs> I do respect that she didn't get back with Ethan Hawke. Uh, that was kind of like the... Uh, Elephant in the room? Well, no, that was kind of like, that's what's going to happen. I didn't, think they, I didn't think they were. I didn't think they would. But it would have been kind of obvious if they did, I felt. Um, because that's what it was kind of going And for. also, it would have been obvious if the guy that was a drunk hit the kids or... You know, it didn't go to obvious places. Yeah, I did pretty much. No way, man. I was. That's pretty. so true to life, too. I. Oh my god! Like the way. I don't know. They don't show these huge, iconic moments but because he had, that's he not what a drunk makes. Out of nowhere, after like. I don't. I think he probably always fifty-five was. years of his life. All of Look, a sudden, he like became a drunk. No, 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 no. He was always. I know alcoholics. I'm willing to bet she just didn't see it. And plus, the movie is from the boy's didn't perspective. He met him once at school. 
alcoholic drinks all day to maintain, eventually you get to a point and, where it's above and beyond. And the other problem with this is that you definitely didn't get enough of each section or the sections you liked. Um, I would have loved more, but... It's... Yeah, but certain sections were worse than others. Hmm. Uh, that's just a fact of life. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean it's the trichotomy yeah. of whatever. It's You're either going to be the same, worse, or better, and so more than likely out of all of these sections, one's going to be worse than another. There's, Fair, sure. Um, but to me, it, this isn't about... Um, this isn't a movie where it's about moments. It's just about the whole thing blending together. Did it's it really just, blend together for you? Yeah, it seemed almost that. Well, that's the that's the problem with this is uh, they definitely there was not a story. I don't feel like the story was not mapped out from the very beginning. It definitely wasn't. Yeah. Um, and so you could tell that it kind of started going in different directions, which is usually fine. But then the the talent changed along. Um, and so each section was different with the writing, with different with the editing. Well, the editing, no, but the editing wasn't that good either. It seemed really, uh, from part to part, it was weird. It just didn't flow right with me, at least. Um, I just thought it was so ethereal. It, uh, I thought it had an amazing flow, a great pace. It did not feel like anywhere near three hours to me. Was it near three? It was. It three. didn't. Feel, I, I did not feel like that at all to me either. I had such um, a great pace. I have to say, the actual feel of the film was consistent throughout, which is weird that that, that would be the case. And um, sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting okay. you off, but the fact that things are start and stop and are so almost consistently inconsistent is again, it's just true to life. But it was consistent. This is the most realistic movie ever made, probably. Yeah. As a, as far as just a normal upbringing, there's not many movies that go for that. I don't know what I'm trying to say at that point. But. See, well, one, and I have to say this, I like the film. I I, I understand where you're coming from. But it's like there is so much love. You want for to fight film. back against? Yes. It. I completely um, understand. And I know I and I shouldn't do that. And I don't know why I'm doing. No, it. No, it's certainly natural. Um, the it, soundtrack, it, though, awesome. Uh, I yeah. love the way they use the soundtrack. They didn't pop up on the screen. The year, the day, they used background stuff in the beginning. He's a kid. He's watching Dragon Ball Z. I, on know, TV. I did like that. He has Dragon Ball Z sheets of covers. The details are so. Everything he has, everything perfect to the details in the backgrounds. They're playing the Wii that shows you exactly what time, it, like of what year it is, about what time in in time that it is, and also again the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. His daughter singing "Oops, I Did It Again," um, <laughs> which they just use music perfectly. The songs of that era, you know, it just immediately you know where you are, mm -hmm. time and place. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, but it, it definitely did seem like a, a realistic. Definitely not the most realistic. Though, I, as, I, as I said before, this is definitely the way movies should be shot. This should be a revolutionary film. So in that sense, it's a great film. But when you just take one viewing at it, don't think of anything outside of that three hours. Don't think of how it's made, what it's going to do to the future I'm of film. You. I really doubt that you're going to go past an eight. 
You keep going back to that point, but I'm telling you that's not why I loved it. I, I think that's why most people do. Maybe. I think it is. I, I don't, can't only speak for myself. Because I can't see what else would make it. The acting's not that terrible. I think, there, like good. as I said, there are some really, really bad deliveries of some lines um, that make it so awkward. Almost like it was, um, uh, what do you, what's it called when they, they read, uh, when they all just sit around a coffee table and they read... Um, Run-throughs... Yeah, but there's whatever the name is. That's what it felt like. It was the, the come on. That's not how you really would deliver that line. There's no way. Um, so that took me out of the film so many times. Hmm. Not me, obviously. Yeah. Um, I just I love how it shows a kid when you're growing up, and it perfectly captured the moments where he has these realizations about life, like the moment where he sees. You can just see he's watching his mom when her student is at the party. He can see them hitting it off, and you can just see the wheels spinning in his head and him starting to realize what's actually going on. It made me realize that when a student... I'm just thinking back to my school days. There's always be these kids that come up in the middle of the year, right? They, they just show up at school, and now they're now a part of your class. I never gave a second thought about it at the time, but now I'm like, I wonder how many of those are just from, like, divorcing families or, or a situation where there's a, abuse, alcohol, and they have to just move away. Yeah. I'm sure not all of them are. I'm sure some are just, you move but at that know, time of year. Well, I'm just thinking, what about that bullying scene? Um, they're in the bathroom, and there's two kids, like, they bump into them. And they it seemed pretty real to me. <laughs> I've seen it happen. <laughs> not like that, though. Uh, not like I don't that. know. Just I've seen Adam, some pretty stupid stuff, pretty similar I, to that. Really? I to swear me, to God. That was like, are you, that was one of the, oh my God. See, I no, didn't have a problem with it at all. That was crazy. And even, yeah, I will give you, there are scenes that didn't work completely, but it didn't matter. True perfection has to be imperfect. No, but there's too many imperfections. I don't think so. Too many. Not for me, personally. I, the, but I ed well, the editing is so good. It's so good. I don't, I don't agree with it. I just... <laughs> you can always tell when he's aged. Whenever... Like, you can always tell immediately. Like, he looks a little bit different. And I'm not saying that in, like, a obvious... I think it's really done well. But it was... The thing with the editing that I didn't like is the abrupt... Abruptness to it. Hmm. The abrupt stop and the abrupt start. There's no fading of anything. There's no um, lingering shots or that then lead into the next scene or I the, the, it was so abrupt which I can understand why because it is jumping so far um, each time I want the extended cut but <laughs> I don't know I felt like the abrupt abruptness once again um, weakened the film in the realistic aspect to it in my set in my in my opinion but yeah, I don't know, man. I definitely will be buying this movie on Blu-ray and watching it a lot. There's definitely no need to buy it on Blu-ray. There's no need. Which Just is because why would you buy anything on DVD, that's all. <laughs> They're basically cheaper. the same price but nowadays. Is it? It's pretty similar. I feel like find it's a deal. still like 75% more. I feel bad because I... This is just a movie. I can't explain why it would be in my top five movies of all time. And I really don't want to say that because it sounds so hyperbolic. But I just know in my heart that it is. I would really like to read some reviews. I haven't read any reviews. So I don't know. All I can say, I've, 
this I had the most connection to this movie to any other movie I've ever seen. It's just emotional attachment, just an investment, a connection. Just know it in my gut, in my heart. I know instantly I fell in love with it, and I, I can't really say more than that. I mean, I think I like There Will Be Blood and Glorious Bastards and The Godfather better than it, for sure. But that's the only ones I can say. Hmm. Fargo, maybe. But I don't know. God, it is so good. I, d- I, I can't recommend it highly enough. I Maybe it works more if you're a parent. I don't even want it for a secondary levels, but I don't know. I don't think you necessarily need that. But do you I th- do think that the more life experience someone has, probably the more they might connect with it. Maybe I don't. Maybe know. that's it. Maybe I don't have no I'm life experience. But I don't know. I would like. I'm going to probably start reading like the full reviews of the film, not just the how is it good or bad, but the full reviews to see what other people think, because I I need to know why people love it. I really do think it is just because of how it was made. And to me, that's not a good reason to like a film. In the sense of it being a good film or not. So. I agree, but I don't... That's not me. Okay. I, I wish it. we could talk for hours about it. Oh. But I, I don't know. It's just a, There's not a whole lot of plot, obviously. I mean, there's not a lot of things to talk about. You either love it or you don't, I think. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard any bad things about it at all. Um, I'll just tell you, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Easily. Oh, Easily. oh God. I the easiest a... 10 out of 10 ever. Wow. Um, I'm gonna, I give it an 8. Um, Good score. It is. And that's <laughs> the thing, is that I hate that I've bad-mouthed it the entire time. No, you haven't. You only to defend my position of it not being the greatest film of the year. I feel like that was me on our review of Grand Budapest. So, yeah. I end up giving it a heavy seven and a half. <laughs> yeah. You know. It happens. It does. Top five Richard Linklater films. Yeah. This is a guy. Oh. He's really good at these naturalistic, just walking and talking movies. And then he tries to branch out every once in a while, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, yeah. I do think he's a good director. He has hits and misses, but I always look forward to his next movie. Yeah, and that's the thing I was going to say. uh, With the Before series, uh, especially the first one uh, before um, Sunset. Mm -hmm. Sunrise is the first one. Is it Sunrise? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, before sunrise. Um, the thing is, with the camera there in that movie, you can almost kind of compare the before series to this film because it is that very simple story, very down to earth, very realistic. Um, but in, there were so many lingering shots. There were so many one like one take, not maybe not one takes, but um, yeah, long by, takes. Yeah, where they would have to spend. 10 minutes doing this one take and if they got it wrong they'd have to redo it that was not out of, there was no risk in this film at all like that there was nothing at all that was going out on a limb in mm, this film I don't know besides the kid could have died man <laughs> well besides the, the actual like but the way it was shot I'm saying in the sense of camera okay I hear you man I don't know I agree that the Before series is shot better. 
and from a technical standpoint, I think he just goes with what best fits the movie he's shooting. Yeah, but easily, what I, I already I can already picture in my head, you can have a still camera far back that looks into three different rooms. One of the rooms is where um, the kids are. One of the rooms, or maybe up on the steps. The other room uh, you see is uh, her getting punched in the face, getting abused. Um, but you don't really see too much. It's kind of far in the background in that room. Like right there, that's already more inventive. <laughs> it's not that movie. Off the top of my head. But no, but I'm saying, but that's not crazy. That's just a still camera. And then you get to see the kids on the steps listening to it. Um, that's way more inventive than any shot sure, in that entire film right think, there. I don't think that's the movie it is. Why? What, it's it, not it, about the it doesn't camera. Change, it doesn't change. No, but that would have added to the film easily. I don't know. It wouldn't have been crazy. That's just the still cameras in three different rooms. I don't know. Come on. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number five is Bernie. That's my number five. All right. Yeah. We're lockstep on it's this. De- it's a film that actually has grown on me. Um, at first, I watched it and didn't get it. Well, I got it, but I like I didn't get it. In you just got to let it sit in the freezer for a while. The artistic element to it, that kind of way it was shot, almost um, kind of like Wes Anderson's film, uh, the way he, he does it. Yeah. Not that this is anything like his, but it's that it had a special um, sheen to it, I guess, in a way. Um, and so you got to get used to it, and I got used to it now, and I I like it. Linklater's always trying new things. you got to give him. Absolutely. Like, with this... He used like half actors, half real people. Like mm-hmm. from the documentary footage, a lot of that was real people from the real story of that person. Th- I mean, with it, Matthew McConaughey thrown in. Yeah, this movie. If you like this, I think you like Butter. Really? Yeah, it reminds me it so much of Butter in the in the way it was shot. If like, if, if you would almost think it was the exact. You would think both of them were Linklater. Really? Just because you watch Bernie. It feels the exact same. Yeah, that so. that does make me more interesting. And Jack Black is really good. He is, yeah. My number four, School of Rock. Okay, School of Rock. I I, I liked it. Jack I Black just again. It. I really? just watched it for the yeah. first time. No, not for the first oh. time. For I haven't like seen the 30th. it. Thirtieth. I just remember being a super fun movie. I mean, cool teacher Jack Black would be the best teacher of all time if you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the music's really good in a kid-friendly way. I mean, it's just a completely fun movie. Yeah, um, yeah it is, it's It's pretty fun. Um, well, my number four is Dazed and Confused. All right. Is it your number three? My number three is Before Midnight. Did you separate the Before series? Yes. No, I did not. I mean, Before Midnight is my favorite of the series. But you didn't add any of the other ones? I put in parentheses Sunrise, Sunset. Okay. Like, they're both... Oh, okay. They'd probably be in order right here. I'd, I'd rank it Before Midnight, Before Sunrise, then Before Sunset. Okay. Um, actually, I love Before Midnight. Um, it was shot, you know, what, in the 90s, but it was, like, based in the 70s. Um, it was just one of those... Uh, I don't know. It's one of those films that's really funny in a way. Um, 
which actually, when you look at Linklater's films, you don't really see... Like, you're right, he does go out. It's definitely different from all of his other films. Just like Bernie's different from all... School of Rock is different from all... Before series. Uh, before and Boyhood, are, I feel, pretty similar. Mm. Uh, not in plot, but in feel. Um, but so... Days uh, and Confused... Most people have seen it. I mean, I feel oh, like yeah. it's... Definitely Classic. a very well-known film. Matthew um, McConaughey was born. Yeah, yeah. Was that one of his? Yeah, there was first. It was his first. One of. One of. I don't know for sure if it was his. I feel first. like Matthew McConaughey is so much older than what we see him as. Maybe so he's you would late think. Bloomer. I don't know. <laughs> you think that he's been in him before the nineties? But you I get older, they stay the same age. That was a great impression. Oh, who? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Oh, that's <laughs> Walterson. <laughs> Ben Affleck's in it, right? Uh, Pretty sure he is. Is he? Pretty sure. But yeah, before Midnight, we talked about it a lot uh, last year. Or no, the year before. I think it's easily the best of this, of that series. It just felt the most authentic to me. But they all do. All three of those movies. It's just so simple, yet so good. So realistic, so believable. Um, I love I love the series. It's my... We're at three. Three, so <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're not? No. It's my number one, okay? I love the Before series. <laughs> you showed me it, and it, every single one of them is so well done, uh, so realistic. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved. I watched all three in a row right away. Um, I don't see him in Dazed and Confused cast. No, no. Maybe I'm wrong. My apologies. No, I see him now. <laughs> Never mind. He's at the very bottom. He had a smaller part. Uh, what was your number three? Dazed and Confused. Number three is School of Rock. School of Rock. It is extremely fun. <laughs> oh my um, god, you're such a sucker. <laughs> it is extremely fun. The music is awesome. Jack Black is actually a really good musician. He's a really yeah, good singer. Yeah, Tenacious D is awesome. Um, it's extremely funny. There's so many little nuances, uh, whether the way he uh, acts with the kids or, like, one thing is uh, he always, like, during... Um, during uh, practice, he always says, oh, I'll, I'll kick a solo in here. And he goes, <laughs> but he actually is not playing it on the guitar. Yeah. He's just doing it with his voice. Yeah. But the very last scene, uh, or not the very last scene, but the very last um, like actual show that they do, he busts out a real solo. Yeah. Those little things, you know, that they don't make a big deal about at all. But it's those little nuances that are, are very... Um, amassed in this film that I love if you notice them it just adds so much to a film so I've really enjoyed it and I've seen it actually a, a lot I want to rewatch it I think my daughter would actually like it she's only three but I think she would like oh, it oh yeah she yeah. likes music so. mm-hmm. uh, my number two is Days of Confused there you, you go you said it it's a classic a great coming of age story a great high school graduation mm-hmm. just a high school movie Actually, his next like, movie. But then though was they they chased around the ninth graders at the end of the year. Yeah, with something like paddles that, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, it just brings you back to when you're in high school going to parties and stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. Good seventy. I didn't go to parties. So I, don't. I went to a few, but 
Like Dungeons uh, and Dragons part. <laughs> Not in the 70s. But bring the Mountain Dew. Bring, bring your own Mountain Dew. That's a, I did a bit of that as well. But, uh, actually, Linklater's next film for 2015 is a pseudo-sequel to Days and Confused. Wow. It's instead of uh, high school in the 70s, it's about college in the 80s. Okay. Like a kid, a freshman going to college and just coming to age. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay, Dazed and Confused is hilarious and a great movie. Okay. Your number two? Uh, my number two is Boyhood. We discussed it. Your number one, guaranteed. My number one is Tape. It's just a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Boyhood, easily number one yeah. of my, all time. That's just crazy. But the before series is easily number one. Um, What's your favorite of them? Uh, I don't know. They all blend together. I they're really, all really good in their own ways too. Yeah, they're like the the first one. The way it was shot is by far the the best. Um, I think the third one, in sense of the the comedy and the the feel of it looks um, beautiful. It looks beautiful, but uh, I don't know. That one's, I think, the most enjoyable since mm-hmm. they're older and they're able, and, and they're they're able to joke with each other in a certain way. There's no fighting so, really yeah. in the other ones. Um, yeah, um, and then the second one is kind of a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Couldn't really say. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not the type <laughs> of part. I don't like quantifying one over the other. I so. hear you. <laughs> That's all you like to do. So. Uh, I hope he keeps making them every seven years. Every seven? Is or nine? Every nine years? Yeah, I think, I think it is every nine. That would be great. You know what? When you think about Ethan Hawke, well, I guess because it is Link Later too. Both of them like to do extremely long projects. Yeah, together. Except I don't think the Before series was meant for it. It just happened yeah, to be exactly, and it feels that way. It feels natural. It does. My honorable mention is Tape, though. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's one of his earlier films, I no. believe. It is Ethan Hawke. Just a small movie, all set in one place, like almost like a stage play, set in this hotel room. Ethan Hawke and then this, has a conf- confrontation with his buddy that comes in, and then Uma Thurman comes in with those three characters, and that's it. It's really well done for what it is. Uh, I think you would like it because you you like those one location kind of movies, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my only one. Okay. Um, any well, for you? No, I didn't have any honorable mentions. I think I've stopped doing honorable mentions <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's my favorite thing in the world. I think. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it almost feels like you like them more than the <laughs> Yeah. So, film club, you recommended to me Michael Haneke's. Cachet. Yes, Cachet. Um, yes, we actually just reviewed Boyhood, which was also directed by Henneke. No, it wasn't. Uh, no, not Boyhood. Uh, that's Linklater. We just did. <laughs> now I'm thinking of... Um, Amour. Amour. What else did he do? Why did we bring him up before? Because uh, he was just talking about Amour and still shots and and just leaving a camera sitting in one place. Was that and, how that, and then how that's different than the way something else was shot, was handheld. And I feel okay. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, never mind. I'm just, okay. Cachet, though, is a, sto- a story of this. <laughs> that's so, I, why did we talk about him? Middle, upper class, or upper class? 
I'd say they're, um, they're, they're considered the bourgeoisie. Uh, they're upper class, very upper yeah, class. Yeah, upper class family that they're just out of the blue. They're sent a tape, a tape of um, just their house and their lives under surveillance, 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 with uh, a drawn picture of a face with blood coming out of its mouth. Well, well, basically, okay. yeah, yeah. This, I'm sorry. <laughs> this family is uh, receives. Uh, Anonymous. A video, an anonymous videotape of them, their house. Um, they receive a couple of them. They eventually, have, the son receives a postcard that has the face bloody. At school, right? At school. Um, that then causes the husband and wife to mistrust each other a little bit. You kind of think, well, what has this guy done? There's a lot of mystery involved. Uh, but she doesn't overreact. She's just kind of not trusting him. Um, and then you find out some something very bad that he did, which was as a kid, uh, he had, um, I guess, like a stepbrother or a adopted. Adoptive son because his parents were murdered. Yeah, well, an adopted they brother. They were immigrants. He yeah. had an adopted brother. That's what I meant. Um, but because he hated him for some reason, or maybe just didn't like him. Because his parents liked him. He was probably jealous of their attention. Something like that. But So he cut off a rooster's head, blamed it on the adopted brother, got him sent away, and then he comes involved uh, because he thinks that, uh, the guy thinks that he's the one sending the video tapes now, mm -hmm. trying to get back at him. Finds out that it's not him, kills himself, and then some, that's pretty much the movie. Spoiler! Yeah. yeah. Um, I heard a lot about it. I heard it's one of the better foreign language films around. Mm -hmm. Michael Haneke, he makes great stuff. And he's in his 70s now. This one was 2004, I think. Uh, 2005. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah, 2005 is what it is. 2005. Yeah. Um, but he's now in his 70s. He made a more just a couple years ago. I like this better than a more. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I love both of them. But it shows that... I mean, uh, Tarantino is kind of wrong. You can be old and still make incredible yeah. films, which both are yes. more and, and unique films to yourself. Yeah, I love this movie. One of the best movies ever made. It's in my top five. No, <laughs> <laughs> I did love it though. Yeah. Um, I'll just say nine out of ten. Easy. That's Easy good. Nine out of 10. I feel like a nine and a half would have cut. <laughs> it could work its way up there. It's really well done. I mean, it starts out with. This still shot, and you don't know that but it's a recording. You don't know if it's a recording. You don't know if it's all of a sudden they're like rewinding it and pausing it. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And it's uh, okay, that's exactly. them watching. Yeah, that was really a perfect way to open up and set up the whole tone and yeah. the whole entire. Immediately, you feel like you're under surveillance mm -hmm. from that. Absolutely, so. and you kind of get. I mean, everyone's thought of. Like, what if people are watching? Yeah, you like know? you don't know what's going on it, out there around it you. It brings that that feeling out. One hundred percent. Feel like I'm need to watch over my shoulder now. You I know? didn't sleep well that no. night. <laughs> uh, there's uh, this film is just. I mean, that's just one instance of the way it's shot. But there's so much detail in this film. A lot of there's a lot of just um, elongated shots that are completely mm -hmm. standstill. And and so effective. Yeah, and he does that in a more, you know. It does it a lot, but and it works. It works so well. It, it's beautiful. Um, That's the one thing, though, that this movie kind of proves. This is a thriller. 
It if, is. Just if you look at the plot, look at the story. This is a thriller about a family who's got this tape, and they got to find out the mystery of who it is, and oh my God, are they going to get hurt? But under this just shows how important a director is, because think of this just the same script handed to David Fincher. I can picture that movie, and it's nowhere near. It might be just as good, but it's nothing like this. Not at all. But this is, I feel, the European style. It's yeah, and um, I feel like he's kind of the godfather of that style, maybe. Maybe. But, like, this is a Haneke thriller. <laughs> and it, it is thrilling. It's awesome. But it's such a slow, methodical pace. Mm -hmm. Really well done. You feel everything. Everything. You do, yeah. The shocking moment when he slits his throat. Holy crap. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Didn't see that coming. Um, I was, like, expecting him to go there to confess and have, like, a confrontation, maybe. I don't know what I was expecting, but he's just like, I wanted you here. To witness this, and <laughs> there's blood just splashed. All yeah, the it was crazy. Oh my god. Yeah, but I mean, when I when you see the kid pull out, look, why why did you send me this postcard? And he pulls out the the picture with the face mm -hmm. and the blood. Um, I was like, oh my god, they can get in touch with the sun. Yeah, you know? like that's a threat. That has to be a threat. Oh. Like. Yes. You know, we're, we we can kill your son anytime we want. And how you know? about when they send the wife the video of him for his first meeting with the guy? Oh, yeah. And it's like, because how did they know that he was didn't tell the wife about it? Mm -hmm. And, like, that this would cause all this distrust. They, in they this. know everything, you know? Yeah, they it's know like, who everything. is it? The mystery. Like, at some, one point, I'm like, is it the son? Like, did he witness something between his parents? And this is, like... Yeah, it, it's just so much. And there's so much to this movie too. There I wrote is, down a lot of stuff. I mean, I, there's but there's uh, there's a ton of details. Like, yeah. I, I wish I would have. I noticed it, but I I guess I didn't connect it. But okay, the 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 shot of the house the show all the time uh, is I I don't know if it's a side view or not. I don't. I, I think it is the frontal view. I think so. But there is a ton of shrubbery, a lot of um, um, foliage, and all that covers the house and that shows that this family this top-notch high-class family they have been like secluded in this world of peace and harmony a perfect world just like behind the shrubbery that's just how this house has been but now they're being exposed no matter how much you know cover they have no matter how thick those walls are no matter how much foliage there is on the gate. outside yeah they're being Every move is being watched. Yeah, it doesn't matter Every what Every move they make is being they scrutinized. They, they told the um, police. The police can't do anything about it because there's no physical threat, which I find maybe it's different over there, but I feel like the cops might take it more seriously here. But maybe not. I don't know. You know, I think maybe they might have came out and looked at the alleyway. Yeah. You know, try to see where the, like, where the camera was being set up, maybe. But that's But even it. their friends know, their co-workers, everyone knows, and there's nothing. There's nothing that can be done about it. Yeah, that was the only part that was a little bit like, you would have thought maybe the cops would have did more. Yeah. I don't think the friends yeah. would have obviously done right. anything. But. but that just goes to the point where, no matter what they do, there's no hiding from it. But it's everything happening. they're doing is being seen. Yeah. Everything. I have about this little line I came up with. I, f I was proud of myself. <laughs> the movie is about your chickens coming home to roost. Are you? <laughs> you get it? 
I get it. But I, it is, though, true. Like, it's past mistakes, the mistakes you've made from your past, they haunt you 20, 30, 40 years later, mm-hmm. and you're still paying for it, so. Exactly. But is that the reason why they're being... Right, again, you, if it's him This is the, the type, son, this is the, uh, the end of this film just leaves you hanging. Like, I mean, you kind of know, but you don't really. How do you know? Look, because here's the thing. How else would I it be know. in their house? How else would the... They know about stuff, but they're not admitting to it. But here, okay, here's the thing. Um, I don't know what version you watched. There are like three versions of this really? film. Hmm. Some with more scenes, some with not. I don't know. Uh, when this film was just released, uh, there was a ton of mystery. Everyone was wondering. It was actually a very big film over there. Um, and then they released a, a couple different versions. And Roger Ebert, um, he said he found out who did it. There's the smoking gun. There's no, one. Really. There's one. There's one scene that tells you, and the scene that he says, people are like, "Wow, that's not in the v- version I have." Um, well, who is it? I think the version that you probably watched. Like, what happens at the it's very end of the film? Two hours. Long. The, what? Ha- it's just. Is it at a school? Yeah. Uh, and you see the, the sons talking to each the other. The sons talk. How do they know each other? Maybe they planned it together. Yeah, that's the. I think that's the scene he was talking about, okay. and that's like put somewhere but else. That would be obvious. It's just the last scene in the movie. Yeah. Well, that's. I, I thought th- it might have been them just reconciling. Or, or what? What? Here's the thing. I actually think the real scene is he comes out. The kid comes out of the house at like 20 minutes, and the other son's there too. Like they know each other before all this happens. Oh, really? I think that's the. It scene. is I'm weird sure. how he goes missing at that time. Yeah, so I do want to actually really research that because yeah. I... It I'm, is interesting. I would love to know. But at the same time, I'm glad it's kind of ambiguous. Because like, that's not what it's about. It's about the fear that is being placed on this and it, Yeah, exactly. It's put, it's a, this and movie it, is about trust. And it transcends the movie because then it puts it on to us, not with fear, but just the mystery of who did it. They're trying to figure out who did it. We're trying to figure out who did it. Um, so we can almost feel as they feel in the, the movie. Yeah. This movie is about so many things. Like, like I said, trust. Do you trust the people that yeah, you're closest to? How much do you trust people? Um, it's about class, the divide in class. Mm-hmm. Um, marriage. It's just, it's a lot about marriage and parenting and mm-hmm. all this, the stress and anxiety and how you can have the perfect life but one thing that can that can cause the stress and anxiety can ruin your entire life and your entire marriage. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Fidelity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought I was thinking he probably cheat. He's this famous guy. He probably cheated on his wife. And then it comes into question that maybe she's cheating on the husband because the son thinks she's with doing too much with the friend. Yeah. And also memory. It has a lot to do with memory. Because it's how this guy, rem- or at least how he tells people in the beginning about his memory of this guy in the past, you know? Yeah. Like, they might have two different memories of the same event, and that's what caused all these problems. Mm-hmm. Like guilt. But then guilt. The, but then, I guess, the camera never lies. That True, yeah. There you go. I mean, I guess that could be included in that. But he's obviously guilty about what he did to this guy. Oh, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like, oh, yeah, I guess no, no, that's no, no. I'm just saying, like... The feeling. He's feeling guilt. And he's trying to act like he's in the right. But really, he knows he, he fucked up as a kid. And he's trying to just be like, look. 
you know, uh, now this I, was you gotta so tell long me, ago. Why did he kill himself? Was it because of that? Was I, that? I guess he just was to prove a point to him, like he's just depressed, what? and you caused. I could have had a, such a good life. Look was at his you. Life I could have had your life because look at where you are from where you grew up, and then look where I. Am. Where was he at? I don't remember. He's just in was... some shaggy motel, right? I don't, oh, was it? I don't remember. I guess he was talking about like how hard it was for him growing up, going from orphanages, oh, okay. And, okay. and how to raise had to raise his son through all this adversity. So I think that's what it was. Okay. Um. Yeah, and withholding truth from... He should have just been honest with his wife the whole time. But he wasn't. Hmm. Yeah, I just... I loved it. Yeah, it is a, a really good film. Um, I just love the pacing of the film, though. I definitely could see how someone might say it could get a little boring. Well, if if it was paced differently. I mean, everything happened right at the moment that it needed to... Um, it never, I mean, even though some of the shots, like I said, the very opening scene, um, that was, I think, there for two, three minutes, At four. Least, yeah. Um, but it, it, but it was perfect. It felt so right to be lasting that long. Um, I don't know. I just, I loved everything about it. Me too. Though. Me too. Great recommendation. Thank you. This probably would have won the award. It's probably where we got first place on the Redbox Awards if you recommended this a few weeks earlier. Wow. That's how good I, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, what else did you watch? Oh, well, I'm going to recommend to oh, you. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I actually just watched a Western. Um, Here we go. I, it's hard for me to watch Westerns on my own, but because of Once Upon a Time in the West, I've decided I kind of want to start watching. Also, the main reason was actually because um, Howard Hawk directed this. Uh, if you remember who he is, I think we watched Obviously, the name is familiar, um, but... But um, Bringing Up Baby, um, His Girl Friday. Never seen him. Um, definitely older, older director. I don't know if I've ever seen any of um, But, uh, what, I mean, it's also, this movie is going to be one of my, I think, my only John Wayne film Uh-oh. films I've ever Stagecoach? seen. Stagecoach? Um, no. Rio Bravo. What? Yeah, Rio Bravo, I've heard yeah. a lot about it, how amazing it is. So. Uh, yeah, it is. It's incredible. So, uh, oh, nice. It's. You should. If you like. I don't even. I'm not going to compare it to Once Upon a Time in the West. But if you like that as a Western, and you're okay with Westerns, even if you're not, you're going to love this film. All right. You um, will love this then film. Then I definitely I look forward to it 100%. Now, what else did you watch? What else did I watch? I'll start off with my big film. I watched Big Hero 6. I've seen it. You have? Yeah. Mackenzie uh, loved it. I already pre-ordered it. Did you like it? I did. You did? I did like it. Uh, I is love it, it. Is it Disney? It is. Disney yeah. Marvel. Um, they did a great job. I really enjoyed this Baymax film. Baymax is so cool. Baymax is cool. Um, but Hero is pretty cool as yeah. a little kid. The uh, other four guys aren't. Is no, they're not the best. Uh, the voice acting I actually really didn't like for most of the characters, especially the brother. Holy crap, that was bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I thought, yeah. I, but I like the the kind of like cool they villain. Were, the villain was the villain was okay. It I was kind. That, of, it was extremely obvious. Yeah, right oh, yeah. off Everything the bat. Is I knew. Um, paint by numbers, but but the beautiful real, paint. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> the way it looked was awesome. I really liked 
way it looked. But um, the relationships, I really actually enjoyed. I will fully admit, I teared up near the end. Like, oh, oh my gosh, um, it was it was sad. It yeah. was pretty sad. This is, this, I guarantee. But then you do get your happy ending in a way that doesn't cheapen the film at all. So yeah, that's true. Uh, like I said, pre-ordered on Blu-ray. I know I'll be watching it a lot once I get it because Mackenzie loved it and she's always asking about it. But mm -hmm. yeah, really well done. Yeah, I'm. I enjoyed not, it. I like How to Train Your Dragon two and Lego Movie better than it. But Lego Movie, not How to Train Your Dragon two. I'll have to see when I rewatch it. Might might change. <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon two has gone down a lot since the first time we saw it. And we talked about that. I watched The Guest. Yes, movie that just came out on Redbox. Um, it's a little indie movie made by the same guys that made Your Next. Oh, okay, yeah. It's about a guy who shows up at this family's house, says, whose son has died in the war. Says, "I fought with your son in the war. He was a good friend of mine. I told him I'd stop by, and make sure everything's okay with you." And he just ingratiates himself with the family, kind of like moves in for. A brief period, he he becomes friends with all of them, but he's not actually. Or it's like, is he what he what he appears to be? Is there ah, something okay. more? I loved it. This is in my top ten right now. I think it's number five or six for top ten of 2014. It might hold up and make the of 2014. Yeah. Wow. It was really really good. It way better than I expected. Like it reminded me of Drive a lot, actually. Really, the Ryan Gosling movie, mm -hmm. because it's this. That's a lot quiet, quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't like it as much as Drive, but it has that <laughs> same feel. Like, it's a quiet movie. This guy's quiet, but he's cool. The action is sudden and violent, and also the score has a very eight, like that eighty synth kind of score. Really cool. Yeah, highly recommended. Um, really, yeah, really great movie. It's funny. It's. It, it works on a lot of levels. It, it rem I don't really know how to explain it. It's just a really fun thriller slash minor horror, horror elements, but not really. It's more just like a, a thriller. Oh, uh, okay. You? Um, the Hobbit? The Hobbit? Oh, I did watch The Hobbit. I didn't even write that down. I watched The Hobbit. <laughs> um, the Clash of Five Armies or whatever. Whatever it's called. <laughs> the Battle of the Five Armies. Battles of Five Armies. Um... I did not like it. Really? Uh, it's better than the first, worse than the second. I thought after the second, okay, Peter Jackson's back. He, of course, he's, he can have one bad film. Not that he's not had multiple bad films, yes. but in this Lord of the Rings, uh, Middle Earth world, he can have a bad film. All The first three trilogies, all great. He can have a bad one. Second can one, he have two? he's back. Third one is bad. Uh, not terrible, it's just there's no story. He goes away. At least in the first one, even though it takes a long time to get there, there is this journey. There is this epicness. At there's, least there's that scene there's with Gold. Yeah. The third one, there's just... It's stagnant. It's just about the, the, the fighting. That's all it is. It's really? literally... Like three hours? Yeah. It's just pure fighting. No story. It seems exhausting. Um, it is. And it's going back and forth cutting between all five armies basically you know like come on has so. he officially become George Lucas why do you hate <laughs> George Lucas like it doesn't make sense 
Just think about it. The the similarity. George Lucas is going to make a film in about a year. He has a movie coming out next week, I believe, an animated movie, or maybe it's just his he, name behind it. But yeah, I don't know. But he's going to make a movie in about a year or two. That's so incredible that you have to say you love George but Lucas. But just look at the similarities. Original Star Wars films, amazing. Original Lord of the Rings, really good. They both go back and do another trilogy from the past. You know, prequels. Mm-hmm. Both terrible. I mean, I think the Hobbit Why? movies are probably better than the they are better. But um, Star Wars prequels. But I think the motives are different, though. I and look like... at also, sorry, practical in the original trilogies for both. So much better than the CGI filled prequels. It's like the similarities are there. I, but I do think that if uh, Jackson can get back to. Jackson's a. Well, both are great directors. If you look at their work I'd outside. I'd say Jackson has, is more of a better director than. Look at, look at Lucas's stuff before Star Wars. Just look at it. Well, I'm going to recommend you one. All right, do it. Do it. Do I it. will. Um. I watched Calvary. You did. I'm. I literally have it in the DVD player. You've watched a little bit of it. I have. I like the opening. The opening scene's so good. Right? I'm gonna kill you, kill you, priest. I. <laughs> I like how. <laughs> he's like. I first tasted. Uh, <laughs> no, that was the very the, first line. At the age, of, <laughs> and he's like, hell of an opening line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm sorry. Uh, try again. Start again. <laughs> so good. Uh, it's a good movie. I don't. I don't want to get into it, obviously, because you're going to watch it. I, I liked it. I think you'll like it more than me. I do think you'll like it a lot. I give it a seven out of ten. Why do you think I like it more than you? I think your Brendan Gleeson is so good in this movie. I know. I'm actually. You love him. He's really good in it. There's. A, I just actually watched another one, The Guard, with uh, with him. Yeah. You seen it? Mm-hmm. You have it's okay. You, really, he is hysterical. He's, he's in good that. in that too. The rest of the film is kind of it's a different type of film. He's in uh, In Bruges, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is probably his second best performance to date, other than In Bruges, to me. I would have to go through his entire filmography. He's been he's in so, so many good, awesome though. films. He's so good. Uh, it's just a little. I have my problems. I will talk about it more next week after you've seen it. Um. I watched The Equalizer. I did too. You did? Yes. With uh, Denzel, Denzel Washington. Um, going into the film, I thought this was going to be terrible. Um, but, but surprisingly, it's an okay film. It's okay, yeah. Not anything special. It's not terrible. It's not great. But it's okay. And it's a typical Denzel action movie, basically. Yeah. But how bad is Chloe Grace Moretz? I mean, her performance itself isn't that bad, but why is she playing a Russian... With no accent whatsoever. The villains are really crappy in this. I don't understand. They're all these Russian villains, but they're just American actors with American accents. Why not not just either cast people that are at least somewhat Russian or make them not be Russians? I don't know. But the action, there's some good action in it. Some cool moments. He's a badass. And he's a believable one at that. That's yeah. what I liked about the film. Mostly based on his previous film work, more than the character itself. But Really? I thought yeah. I thought him in this film... Because I don't really see him as that type of character, like in other films. I mean, uh, but he's a Book of Eli. I'm like, but besides uh, that... What's up with the watch thing? Do time and everything. Do, 
How long did it take me to take a dump today? <laughs> like, I don't. I did like how he would always do the exact same thing, even though they made too much of a thing about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. But I did like how he would, you know, put his fork in a certain position, his book at the very edge, in the middle. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I didn't have a problem watching it. I enjoyed it. I thought that the ending was laughable um, because it's like straight. You know, it's based off a TV show or something. Oh, is it? And I love how it's basically like he is. The equalizer. Q score. Like, yeah. Gonna equalize this. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's I give it a 6 out of 10 if if I was grading it, and I am. Yeah, about a 6, 6.5. Okay, what else did you watch? I watched Prisoners again. You did? Um, it, it is really good still. It is. I'm. Uh, Hugh Jackman is awesome. He is so good. Uh, everyone else in the film is really good. I don't know. It's so dark, but I I love it. Do you I like really... the ending any better? Because I remember I. It's still cheapish. Yeah, it okay. is. I won't. I won't say it's not. I remember I liked the ending more than you. I didn't love it, but yeah, it still feels. I think it feels like it's not not in a different movie, but if they would have gone about it in the same tone that they did before. Like it feels like that that was in a B movie. Mm-hmm. The ending is in a B movie, so this was Jake Gyllenhaal is the best part for me. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's he's so good. He's quickly becoming like one of my favorite actors. I yeah. say it every time, but um, I caught up on a couple classic Disney movies animated because we'll be going to Disney World first weekend in March. So we're we're trying to uh, catch up our daughter on. The movie she hasn't seen. So she's ready when we get down there. <laughs> we watched The Lion King. Awesome. It holds up to me. It's amazing. 10 out of 10. The music, the animation, just the story, the villain. It's so going on so many levels. Mufasa, when he dies, it's devastating. Did you cry? No, I've seen it too many times. Um, but to me, the score and the soundtrack is top-notch. Maybe the best ever. Mackenzie, she would watch it for periods she just wasn't as into it as a lot of other movies she's seen she's still so young i don't yeah. even think she understands what movies really are if, if she's like big hero six she literally sat in the movie theater completely quietly watching the movie into it the entire time without talking or anything really like i think in that kind of sitting like she will pay attention and and she'll like it mm-hmm. but since she had her kindle she has her toys like she would lose interest but she she liked the songs it seemed like uh, and then we watched Beauty and the Beast, and she was way more into that. She loves Belle, and she surprisingly loves the Beast. Didn't scare her at all. Scared probably me more than her, <laughs> even though I'm 20, 27 years old, 28 in a couple of days. Um, still holds up again. I love it. I love Beauty and the Beast. Do you? Uh, I don't know. If it's a little more romantic, but... It's one of those ones that I, if I've ever seen it, it was once. Right. I mm-hmm. give it a nine and a half out of ten. Uh... It's just a classic. I can't wait to meet Belle when we go to Disney World. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else did you watch? I did watch it. Um, I didn't like I it. I think the Beast is a great villain slash anti-hero, uh, and Gaston is a he great villain. He abuses pretty much and enslaves this woman, and she's the one who needs to learn to forgive him. He's not the one who needs to change. No, he does change. Yeah, but it's still like... Okay, he 
he can change, and it's always all right. Always. It doesn't matter what he did before, so he can keep on beating her as long as he changes a little bit at a time. You know, like, come on. It's a very bad message. It's so real to life. No. <laughs> it's a very bad message. Uh, I see where you're coming from. I mean, I don't care about the message, to be honest. Like, I'm not that not that I think that's right, but in a movie, it doesn't. Well, the it other guy that wants to marry her is more like a rapist, so I think <laughs> he's better than that. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I watched Raising Arizona for first time. First time, loved it. You did. I loved. This. I knew you would. Like what? Wow. It's a heavy seven and a half for me. Is it, like one of my favorite parts: John Goodman coming out of the mud. And just screaming for 25 minutes. He's like, ah I rewinded it a couple of times. It was like, this is incredible. It's pretty funny, too. Uh, it is. It is. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely has that... that so quirky. Uh, that, yeah, it's very Cohen, quirky. Very Cohen. It is. But it's so good. It's a it's, grower, it's, not a shower. Just like all the kind of stuff. Uh, I, this shower one, and a grower. I mean, it's definitely not close to their top. It's not even close for me, but that doesn't. I mean, that's like saying yeah. you're not um, Tiger like Woods. Saying and Casino is not one of my top Scorsese movies. Still great. Yeah. Um, this one hasn't grown yet. I don't know if it's been enough time. I did watch it three weeks ago, so it should have grown by now mm -hmm. if it was. Um, so I, I don't think this is one of those that is going to do it for me. It's steady right now. Frances McDormand is really good. Like eight. Yeah. She? <laughs> yeah. She is. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Really did. I wouldn't watch it again. It's probably one of their only films I... Well, not their only. Like I wouldn't watch Barton Fink again, but... Um, I won't watch it again. But I, I really Surprisingly, it. I would. would Just because I feel like I would like it better a second time around. Nicolas Cage! Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> I told you, when he's good, he's good. Yeah, but this is definitely a different good for him. Like, yeah, but intentionally trying to be funny and, and stupid yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Uh, I watched Frank, recently added to you Netflix. You did? Yes. It isn't? I will instantly watch it tonight. It's pretty darn good. Oh my, I'm so, like, like I've been wanting to watch it for Michael Fassbender just grows in my heart with every performance. Yeah. He's the guy that wears the big fake head mm -hmm. on his head the entire movie. Oh, he is the one? He is the does one. He, don't tell me, but does he take it off? Don't tell you. <laughs> I won't tell you. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. But basically, the story is this wannabe musician lucks into like becoming a part of this band, and then he just goes like it's this hipster indie quirky band, which I can't, I don't really get into that kind of music. Mm -hmm. But it has its charm in this movie. They're all right, but but it's just like I did enjoy the story of this guy trying to ingratiate himself into and like faking it till he makes it basically, and and he books them a gig and. It, it's a it is a good movie. I'd like to hear more once you watch it and hear it. But I will say the final scene, very powerful. I loved, loved, loved the final scene, the ending. Did it get emotional at all? Um, I guess in a way, it stirs emotion. Like this, I mean, it's a song. It, it ends in a song. Is I'll it say funny? That. Like what, what? It has humor for sure. Okay. Um, How could it not? This guy's wearing this big. Yeah, round mass. Yeah, it's a weird sense of humor. It's funny. It's a good story. Uh, Who directed it? Now you're Ben Lounsbury, something like that, something okay. like that. I'm probably wrong, but um, again, the end. 
I just loved that's what pushed it into recommendation territory for me. It's a heavy seven and a half out of ten. That's it. That's a recommendation for me. Well, I'm just saying that's only like oh man. Just basically because oh my that, like right now what I'm expecting it to be is a nine and a half. That that's crazy. I don't think it will be that, but I think you'll like it. Uh, I'm going to play the ending song at the end of this episode because I loved it that much. It's, it's fantastic. Mm. Anything right. else? Um, I did watch Up in the Air again. Nice. Hold up. Um, Hold up in the air. It's still a really good film. It's not as good a second time. Really? But it's still really good. It's still like an 8 out of 10 the second time. Maybe 8.5. I have it as like an 8.5, 9. Exactly. About a 9 for me the first time. Eight, eight and a half again. Um, so it's still really good. I recommend it to anyone. Like that is oh, easily yeah. a film for anyone. You might not enjoy it as much as me or you, but it's definitely a film for everyone. Yeah, I, I do love it. I watched Dick. Uh, it's a political comedy from I want to say nineteen ninety nine. It's Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams as these. Uh, ditzy 15 year old high school girls who <laughs> they just happen to luck the one lives in Watergate Hotel mm-hmm. and they luck into working with the President Nixon oh. it's like a, a satirical take on the Watergate scandal where they are deep throat they're the, the source they found when you say deep throat is it what's... that's what they called the source for the oh, what? for it? the Watergate scandal and it's it's a funny movie. It really is funny. It's cute. Uh, Will Ferrell is in it hmm. for a little bit. He's really good. I, I don't know. It wasn't hysterical. It wasn't great. But I thought it was a really solid comedy. Especially for political stuff I'm not usually into as much. But I enjoyed it. 7.5 out of 10. That's not too bad. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. Uh, that's it for me. That's it. I just have a couple bad movies to talk about. Uh, one was a documentary, Love Child. Love child. It's about the uh, South Korean couple that that a uh, their like six month old or three months old son died because they went to a PC gaming center for like twelve hours and let him starve to death. Are you serious? Yeah. Dark material. If you're gonna have that kind of material, you gotta really do something with it, right? I I don't know. It just didn't. It just didn't work for me. I. Maybe it was too. I don't know if I just didn't want to hear it. I just didn't think it was told very interestingly either. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't for me. I wanted to turn it off. I mean, did it almost seem like a television documentary? Yeah, almost. Wow. Yeah, it was on HBO. Hmm. Gives free preview weekend. So, I and I watched <laughs> Winter's Tale. Winter's Tale. A 2014 movie starring Colin Farrell, Russell Crowe. Crow, the Russell Crowe one, yeah, I remember Wow. That. Bad. The worst movie of 2014, for sure. Yes. <laughs> Two out of ten. That I, it, but it's almost, it's almost so bad it's good. It's one of those kinds of movies. It's so out there, so ridiculous, so crazy. There's so much... Will Smith has a cameo as the devil. <laughs> uh, there's... Oh my god, it's about Colin Farrell who, he has a magical horse that can fly, he's <laughs> in like the ninth, early 
19 teens and he falls in love with this girl who's sick with consumption and she's going to die. Sick with consumption. Yeah, it's this thing where her body temperature is so high she has these fevers and whatever. And uh, they fall in love. She dies. He gets... Russell Crowe is this demon who kills uh, Colin Farrell, pushes him into the water. He comes out of the water 100 years later and Russell Crowe's still around and and uh, he meets the person he fell in love with, love with's younger sister from a hundred years ago, who was six at the time. So she, this woman is like apparently one hundred and six years old. She just looks like a spry seventy-year-old. She runs this business. She's like, yeah, do, do. like uh, it's incredible. You got to see it to believe it. It's so bad. Really? Yes. I just just, don't think I should give it that low of a rating just because I've got such a... Does Colin Farrell fall in love with her? No, no, no. That that would be amazing, but... (laughs) No. That would have then pushed it up to eight or It's a ludicrous movie, man. I enjoyed making fun of it and hating on it, so I don't know if I should give it a two out of ten, but I... A couple news items, real quick. It's getting late, but we can handle it. Uh, the Big Short is a movie that's being made. It's the latest Michael Lewis adaptation. He's the one that did Moneyball. He mm-hmm. wrote The Blind Side. This one's a financial drama. Is it about, what, the 2000 crash or something? I think so. Where do you hear this lineup? The cast. Brad Pitt. Christian Bale. Ryan Gosling. Three of my faves. I'm going to love it. It could be margin call. I feel like it'll be margin uh, call. Like, yeah. I feel like it's going to be margin call, but the Moneyball version where it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the team from Gone Girl, Ben Affleck, David Fincher, and the writer whose last name is Flynn, but I wish I would have wrote down her first nah. name. No. It's a woman. <laughs> but they're going to, their next, Fincher's next film is going to be a remake of Strangers on a Train. The, Hitch, the Hitchcock thriller mm-hmm. so i haven't seen it but i haven't either I and mean, i hear it's good because it's hitchcock it's hitchcock and it's fincher he does these kinds of things really well i'm looking forward mm-hmm. to it and also they're leaving open the possibility of a gone girl part two which doesn't make any sense to me on you, paper have you seen gone girl no i want to i think i'm going to watch it on my birthday hmm. i'm going to run it <laughs> um, <laughs> right. I, i'm really looking for one of my most anticipated movies <laughs> I'm really looking forward to checking it out. Well, we're, we're reviewing it in like four episodes from now. But Gone Girl Two, I, I don't get it. Maybe after I watch the first one, I will understand that possibility more. But and the last piece is Woody Allen is in the news. Nothing bad. Well, it's always bad with Woody, Woody Allen, but he'll be writing and directing a TV series for Amazon. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. To be honest, I mean, I really want to actually watch all of his films. He has like 50. Yeah, but I would like... <laughs> Pick and choose the good ones. I've seen like probably six or seven. And do you love them all? I don't love them all. I like a lot of them. Yeah. I Maybe I've seen more, actually. But I feel like everyone always Match says Point they're so good. Is good. Manhattan. Manhattan's really good. Um, uh, the one. <laughs> you know the he's one. A, he's in all all of his, right? Does he act no, in all No, he's of not in all of them. Blue Jasmine, you've seen that. Yeah. Cassandra's Dream. That's um, a under the radar. Vicky, Christina, Barcelona. At least all the ones that I've like seen. It seems like he's in so many. Did of you see Match though. Point? I don't think so. The tennis inspired one with Scarlett Johansson and 
Yeah, you told me about yeah, it. Yeah, I though. watched it. I liked it a lot. No, I didn't see it. Yeah. Check that one out. I might. All right, let's talk about what came in theaters this week, this past weekend, and the only one was Taken 3. I'm so excited. Which I've heard is somehow... Taking I don't my know. breath away. <laughs> I don't know how it's possible, but apparently it's worse than the second one, which was easily my least favorite movie of that year. It was that bad? It was that I heard it was the bad. exact same. No, it's not. It is not. Taken, I think, is overrated, but I, I liked it. 7.5 out of 10. Taken 2 was a 2 out of 10 at best. Maybe a maybe a three at best, but it's that bad. It is that bad. Watch you it, please watch too it, much, please though. watch it, and tell me what you think. You exaggerate. I'm I'm not gonna say it's gonna be good. I don't know if it will be, but it's too le- bad. It's a time. lifetime movie, made for TV movie. Oh no, uh, it's that bad. But Taken Three is a hit because it made forty million dollars in the opening weekend, second best ever in January. That's crazy. Are they gonna make a Taken Four now? They more than likely will. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That'd probably be the last one he dies in it. His life was taken. Mm, no, I'm not. <laughs> and on Redbox this week slash next week, we'll be reviewing The Maze Runner, yet another young adult adaptation, high yeah. concept. I've watched it already. Uh, how do you like it? Why would I say <laughs> that now? You'll have to tune in next week to find out. Uh, also, oh, We'll also be doing our top five most anticipated 2015 releases. A lot of good stuff scheduled Yo, to arrive. A lot. Yeah. Just hope our list isn't too similar. I have a feeling our number one will be the same, but we'll see after that. Will it? Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, also coming out on Redbox, another Liam Neeson film, A Walk Among the Tombstones. Tombstones. <laughs> it's light. Uh, this one I actually heard pretty good things about. I might check it out. Also, Men, Women, and Children. Is coming out. I really want to see that. Actually, I, I might saw, watch it. I saw the previews and thought, "Holy crap!" Same this director is up in the air. Yeah, um, I think Reitman. it might have been up in the air where I saw the preview no, really. for it because I watched it on HBO and maybe they're just trying to yeah whatever. But um, yeah, if you want, maybe we'll both watch the reviews it. We'll didn't look too good, but I don't care. I'm still like, interested. It, I like the director. I thought it looked interesting. It looked to me. It looked really interesting. Hopefully we'll both be able to watch it. I can't guarantee it, but I'll, I'm going to eventually see it anyway. Mm-hmm. Also, Jezebel, the horror movie, which yeah. didn't really look that great to me. Well, you hated The Purge, right? No, no, it's not The Purge. Um, the Conjuring? Conjuring. No, this isn't Annabelle. This is Jezebel. Oh, wow. Oh. Well, then I don't know. <laughs> this is Exabel, whatever Abel, you know. It just is looked it a terrible. Doll again? No. I don't think so. <laughs> um, Love is Strange, an indie movie that got really good reviews. It's uh, John Lithgow and Alfred Molina as a a gay couple that's been together for like 40-some years. Hmm. And then finally married, gay marriage becomes legal, and they get married. And then they both, like one of them loses, or both of them, they lose their job because of that. And it's just about how they handle the situation. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> real life. It's just or, I mean, <laughs> yes, in not real life, John Lithgow and Alfred Molina are. No, I want I want to check it out for good things. So, and also, this is where I leave you. Came out on Redbox. Mm, Jason Bateman. Yeah. Comedy. Um, I, I have I, some interest. I had a lot, and it's. Oh, yeah, kind I thought of, you did. It's kind of. I think it might have been on your top five anticipated fall releases. It could have been. I think yeah. it's teetered a little bit yeah. off of it. Maybe you'll see it one day. I definitely will watch it the weekend it comes out. It comes oh, out. you'll watch it this week. 
Oh, it's, yeah, this week. You're right. That's what you're talking about now. I will 100% watch it. Um, but I'm, I'm not as excited. Okay. I might not watch it this week, but I'll eventually see it. That's where I stand. And where you stand is emailing us at theredboxreport at yahoo.com. Tweet us, the Red Box Report. I'm at The Oil Report. Like us on Facebook. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher and on Letterboxd. I'm at The Oil Report. I'm at Casey Brady. And as always, have a great day. Washington smells, they could be cleaner. Stench of cigarettes and stale urea. I